Hello and welcome to Ready Gamer One, a podcast for video game and nerd culture. I'm your host, Ben Cornett. On today's episode, we're going to introduce a new host. We're going to talk a little bit about the Nintendo Switch video game ARMS, and we're going to talk about the SNES Mini before that ceases production, much like its predecessor, the NES Classic. Our music today is from Bulby, and you can find a link to his YouTube channel in the comments section below. Brandon could not be with us this week, but we're hoping his two Shakespeare productions went great. He'll be back with us on Ready Gamer 1 next week. But now, it's time to introduce the newest addition to Ready Gamer 1. He's been with us in spirit. He's been with us at the Hyrule Herald. I'm very excited to welcome Boston McKibben to Ready Gamer 1. Boston, welcome. Hey, it's great to be here. I mean, I was supposed to be on here like first episode and then never got around to it. I was busy in a whole nother country, but hey, I'm here. Je parle français. Je parle un petit peu, mais uh, pas grand chose. There you go. Don't. Yeah, man, you're already putting me to shame. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, don't worry about it. Je m'appelle Ben. That's the best I can do right there. All right, Benny. <laughs> uh boston tell us a little bit about yourself i mean uh you know since this is your first episode let's uh let's get to know little boston yeah i mean i'm boston mckibben obviously i worked for the hyrule herald and i still work for the hyrule herald if you notice that banner that was made by me um if you guys watched the hyrule herald on youtube before ready gamer one i was always the host i was the blonde kid rambling on about whatever and i've been on a hiatus for a year but hey I love video games. I especially love Zelda. And it, yeah, I mean, that's about all I got to say. We're happy to have you home, uh, you know, for personal reasons. I'm just excited that you're back because now that means I'm going to get new banners. It means I'm going to have more YouTube content. No, I'm, I'm, I'm totally kidding with you. Uh, but I'm, I'm really excited that you're able to join us. Uh, you know, I mean, with Lucas uh, getting ready to head off for college and just getting married, uh, it's nice to be able to more or less fill his shoes uh, and you know, when I talked to him about this, he said, you're not going to find anyone better. So I'm so excited that you're able to be here. And I mean, Lucas plans on coming back eventually. It's just his his life is in chaos right now with just so much oh, yeah. going on. So I mean, he's keeping it busy. Yeah, he is. He's keeping it super busy. Oh, man. But a big thank you to Lucas if you're out there listening for that that lovely compliment. And you want to dive right in? Yeah, well, he better be listening. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so let's talk about ARMS real quick. Um, so ARMS, we've been kind of off and on discussing uh, on Ready Gamer 1 because we're not sure if we like it or don't like it. And, of course, I decided to not wait in line to play that at E3. And I don't know if I regret that after playing it today. But I will say ARMS is actually a really welcomed addition to the Switch. Uh, I have not done the motion control play with it yet just because I thought, no, I don't want to look like that weirdo. You totally got to do it, buddy. You totally got to do it. Well, I mean, it's going to happen. I mean, I I need an additional workout, so I mean, that's great. It's it's a fun title. Uh, I I can't really put my finger as to why I think it's fun, why I think it's a great addition, other than it's different. It's not anything we've really done. It's it's a little bit of punch out, like it was on the Wii, but it's still not. So it's 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 innovative. It's creative. It's fun, and it's it's very much a Nintendo IP, and it's it they they really did a good job with this. I mean, it's almost like a mini Splatoon. I mean, it's not as huge as Splatoon, but it's definitely a great-looking game. And from what I've seen of it, it could be a great competitive game, too. I mean, I personally am 
in a more competitive scene, not at the moment because I've been on a 10 month hiatus, but before <laughs> leaving, I was in the competitive scene for Smash Bros and for um, Pokemon Tournament for the Wii U. And those games are not at all like ARMS, but ARMS has this very competitive aspect to it because it's a one-on-one match. And I believe it goes one-on-two also, if I'm not mistaken. And it definitely looks just like a very fun game and a very competitive game. Yeah, it's um, we we did a couple uh, head-to-head games. Uh, and of course, the first couple of questions people were asking me is, well, oh, are these characters going to be in the Smash Brothers for the Switch? And I thought, it's a little early to start speculating. I said... Uh, my hope is that the Inklings would make it in there before uh, anyone from uh, ARMS, but, uh, you know, it, it could be anyone's game. <laughs> and I mean, really, either are welcome additions either way. Sure. I mean, and they both will have different uh, abilities to add to the Smash Brothers uh, value. Uh, but yeah, as far as ARMS goes, yeah, you're kind of right. It is a little bit in regards to Splatoon. It, it's got that uh, that appeal that Nintendo had kind of been lacking in, in, in this kind of a, a genre. Not that, you know, Xbox or Sony uh, or PlayStation, I should say, uh, not that they have like a boxing game that's like, oh, this is the game you got to have. They don't. Um, so it's just, it's, it's just a Nintendo title and it's, it's, it's fun. Right. And it's, it's a lovely title too. It's bright and fun. It's definitely not a, it's definitely not a dark, slow, grimy looking game. It's very bright, colorful, lots of action, lots of, lots of that Nintendo fun you look for in a game, just like Splatoon did when it broke out. What was it? Two years ago now? 2014 or 2015. April 2015 sounds right. And so basically like this is this is Nintendo coming out of the woods with another great title, and I I'm definitely excited. I mean, personally, I don't have a Switch. I'm a poor man, but one I do. Arms and Breath of the Wild look like my first two games to get on that that system. Yeah, uh, and Breath of the Wild is the reason to buy a Switch uh, alone. Well, I'll take that back. Super Mario Odyssey will also be a reason for that too. I'm not going to say that Arms is a reason to buy a Switch, but Arms is definitely a game. You know. I think even last week when our two weeks ago, when Brian and I talked about this, uh, we weren't sure really where we were going to be with arms. Are we going to get this before or after the holiday season? And, you know, I did an impulse buy today. I had a coworker that, uh, uh they're expecting a baby. And so uh, they, we, we had a diaper party for him and, um, Not so I me. brought my switch. What? Not me, but Not your coworker. You. Right. Oh yeah, no, yeah. My my real life coworker. <laughs> no, I'm talking about the diaper party. Like I'm not the kiddo that needed needed some arms play, you know. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, not you. Um but anyway, so I brought my, my switch with me, uh, which I've I've since learned uh when you work long enough like I have in the Nintendo and, and when I say work I mean as a hobby, uh when you work in this uh video game journalism and, and, and this environment for such a long time and your real life friends and, and family know that they start expecting knowledge and tidbits from you about everything about Nintendo. And it's like, you know, yeah, I have a switch, but you know, don't rely on me for all this information. Uh, you know, cause I'm still kind of exploring it and absorbing it at the same time. But I had shown up for an event. Oh, probably about a couple months ago. And somebody said, well, why don't you bring your switch? didn't know that i was supposed to <laughs> i mean it's just the portability but back to arms they recently yeah. announced um i believe it's a new dlc character called max brass yeah so actually max brass is uh the last uh, uh in, in the uh 
Grand Prix is what they call it, the uh, the tournament. Uh, he's the he's the final boss. And I thought after beating it, I would uh, I would have him as an unlockable character. But uh, no, you're right. They announced him today. All right. I mean, personally, I'm looking toward looking forward to. I think his name is Helix Man, something like that. The yeah, DNA dude. Yeah, yeah. he looks uh, that was goofy. Pretty cool. Um, I have played as uh, Conan O'Brien, or uh, whoever has the same hair curl like Conan O'Brien. The Spring Man. Uh, yeah, Spring Man. <laughs> Conan O'Brien. Oh man. So yeah, I haven't really explored too many of the characters yet, but uh, I, I I won a tournament with Spring Man, and it was fun. Um, yeah, it just it's it's a really different game from Nintendo, and I I really think they did a good job with it. They should they should pat themselves on the back. This was a good one. This was not something to sweep under the rug. And this so. this is definitely like a very like it's a very it's a very promising moment because we've had Splatoon and we've got Arms like whatever they're coming with next has got to be good. Yeah, it kind of puts a little bit of faith back uh, into the normal gamer that oh Nintendo still makes you know good IPs. And they're not just continuations and series. They still have produced brand new IPs. Uh, so it's very good that, yeah, ARMS Arms is there. We're getting a sequel to Splatoon. I can't wait for that. That's going to be awesome. I mean, and it comes out in July, right? It comes out very it soon. It comes out at the end of the month. Oh, boy. Yeah. It's definitely it's definitely something to look forward to. And we were definitely in a, a bit of a drought period from, like, I don't know, a couple of years for new Nintendo IPs. There were a few that launched that flopped like codename steam which looked very promising and i heard it's a very good Mm -hmm. game but it just flopped it and it didn't sell too well and i can't think of any other examples like right off the top of my head but there have been a few that just haven't worked and nintendo's coming back and they're coming back with a bang for sure yeah absolutely basically out with the new and in with the old let's talk about that SNES Classic that just got dropped the other day. Yeah, uh, so they uh, they made 10 units this time instead of 5, and they're already sold out, and you can buy them on eBay for about $7,000. Um, I don't know where you're <laughs> That's checking. That's not the truth. I saw 11 units, and I saw about 6500 on eBay, but... Well, my internet savvy skills have been beaten. Thank you. I mean, they're all from China, and they're all <laughs> all really weird really weird brand sellers but whatever you know actually you bring that up they are they are going to do the uh the snes uh famicon or whatever you know they're going to do the super famicon as well kind of like they did with the nes classic they released the uh, the famicon classic so i think that's really neat i think that's clever uh they're also going to release i think it's the european market is going to get the multicolored uh gamepad you know the uh, yep. the four different colors but no here in the states we're getting the traditional purple and gray well, European, their SNES was the Japanese SNES. It just was called, right. like, it was called Super Nintendo, but it was the Super Famicom. So yep. in the States, we got a different looking one compared to the one in Europe, which was a little little tidbit I learned when, when in Europe playing Star Fox. That was pretty cool. Well, you know what they say, one in Rome. <laughs> Play the SNES. Yeah, there you go. No, so the Super uh, SNES Classic... Uh, or yeah, the Super NES Classic, I guess, is better aptly named. Uh, that's going to release on September twenty ninth, twenty seventeen. It's going to retail for seventy nine ninety nine. Now that price tag is appealing and also uh, appalling, depending on how you are. It's appealing because it's going to keep uh, you know poor scalpers away, 
uh, it's appalling because it's 80 bucks for the virtual console that most of us have already downloaded these games in our past. So it's kind of sketchy in some regards. and Well, not sketchy, but it's, it's a little bit of a bummer uh, in those regards. I'm going to stop you there. Yeah, go ahead. If you're a poor schmuck like me, you're totally going to get this SNES Classic because I have maybe three games on my, my virtual console library. And let me tell you, there are is only Super Metroid on there. And I'm thinking that 80 bucks. I'm not going to spend 80 bucks just to download all these games on my Wii U. It's going to be a lot more than that. And this 80 bucks price tag definitely looks a lot cheaper than just going out and buying a $200 eShop gift card to download all the games they're offering here. Just saying. Oh, for sure. I And I don't disagree with you on that. I mean, that that's a very valid point. What I'm not liking is the the $80 price. I didn't really like the $60 price tag. Or, you know, I think it was $59.99, right, for the uh, NES Classic. I felt that that was overpriced. Uh, so, you know, in reality, it's it's $20 more, which, you know, the $20 is really picking up for the cost of the second controller, which is nice because this time around you are going to get two controllers with it. Um, and actually looking at the images that I'm seeing from Nintendo's website, uh, it looks like it's actually going to be the original SNES controllers anyway. So uh, I still have some of my old ones, so I don't know if they will actually plug in and work. Nope. But it's not like that... Uh, fancy plug-in that was on the nes classic it actually is they're just tucked behind it they they lift up the flaps and they go in as the the wii the wii classic controller inputs i i I read it i'm sorry to bust your bubble buddy but like man that's a bummer that's actually then that's very well designed because it looks very deceiving it looks like you could actually plug into those front ports which is very impressive yep it was it was definitely a very cool looking thing but they they tucked them away a little bit but i didn't know it came with um it came with two controllers which, yeah, the SNES one will come with two. The uh, NES Classic only came with the one. Right. But to be fair, NES games were more more one player than two player. There were yeah, a that's, few two that's, player and games. Especially on really the ones that were on the NES Classic too. They I mean there were a couple two player games. There was Tecmo Bowl, there was Contra. But in reality, most of those games were really one player. Yeah, this this makes more sense because this was kind of the evolution of uh the player two situation. I mean, I can remember growing up, I was the youngest brother. I was always handed the unplugged remote. Uh, Hey, you you can play along with us. Boy, oh boy. Which one am I? I'm the bad guy. I'm, yeah. (laughs) Why do you guys keep beating me? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. But we got 21 games coming for the system, though. And these these games look very promising. Like just just looking at the list right quick is yeah. there's Super Mario RPG, there's Street Fighter 2 Turbo, there mm-hmm. there's Punch Out. I love Punch Out. Mega Man X, F Zero, and then all all your Nintendo classics. But the amount of third third party support on this system looks pretty darn amazing. Yeah, you know, the only game that's missing from here, though, that's third party that didn't make this list, and I was really hoping it would have, was Zombies Ate My Neighbors. That was one of my favorite SNES titles. That's a very, that's a very cult classic-y game. It's it's not what you think of when you think of, like, or when a a person from the younger generation thinks of SNES, they don't think of Zombies Ate My Neighbors. But I have heard you go on about Zombies Ate My Neighbors, and it looks pretty darn fun for a game. It was made by Lucas. I think it's actually labeled under Lucas Film, but it would have been Lucas Arts that put it out. Yeah, it's it's an amazing game. I I used to love it. I had it on the Genesis and I had it on the SNES, and they were the same game. But we had Sega does what Nintendo don't. 
Ooh, and that's probably ouch. they probably put out maybe twenty systems on the market for the Genesis Classic when they put it out. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, here uh, we'll give you the full roster of the of the games, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, some of these games. Obviously, it's going to have the big hitters that were on the original SNES at the time of launch. We have Super Mario World, Super Mario Kart, F Zero, Super Metroid, The Legend of Zelda: A Link to the Past, which is one of the best Zelda games out there, in my opinion. Street Fighter 2 Turbo, Super Punch-Out, Super Castlevania, a.k.a. Castlevania 4, Donkey Kong Country, Mega Man X, Kirby Superstar, Kirby's Dream Course, Final Fantasy 3, Yoshi's Island, Super Mario World 2, Super Mario RPG, The Legend of the Seven Stars, Contra 3, Secret of Mana, that's a very underrated game, by the way. I'm very happy that game made the list. Me too. Earthbound, uh, another good game. Super Goals and Ghosts, Star Fox, and for the first time, Star Fox 2, the actual sequel that was made for the SNES that um, our friends over at uh, Crisscross Media, they did an unscrapped, or, well, they're, they're probably going to do an unscrapped uh, episode now, but they uh, they do the series on YouTube called Scrapped, and they were talking about how StarCraft 2 uh, was actually uh, almost, almost being released, and then they thought, well, no, we've got the N64 coming out, so let's just take a lot of these ideas and a lot of what we saw for Star Fox 2 in, in prototype is what ended up being Star Fox 64. So I'm really excited to see the final finished product of Star Fox 2. And it definitely looks interesting. It never got released, and they had plans to release it afterwards, and now they are. But they ran into legal issues over um, some sort of chip they had in the system, which or in the cartridges, which lets you play Star Fox, and then they ran into issues with that on Star Fox 2, and it was all a big mess right before the N64, and so they just scrapped it and threw it into Star Fox 64, which I'll be happy to play Star Fox 2 and figure out, you know, what what went where, and oh, hey. Yeah, to see where it was at or see where they took that from. Yeah, the, I, I, it's going to be a great way to experience a brand new game uh, for the Super Nintendo that, you know, it's kind of we get to go back in time. So it's it's really exciting. It's definitely interesting, and I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna take my my moment here just to throw some shade at Nintendo because we got F Zero. They acknowledge it exists, and they're still not putting out an F Zero game. I mean, we got Metroid after a drought, but F Zero is probably the longest going Nintendo series that has not had a sequel to this day, and I'm still super salty about that. You should be because we've had a character from F Zero showing up in games that he's never been in anything else. Seriously, I mean, let's see, Captain Falcon, I'm not sure how GX and Smash Melee align, but it's either there have been two games released subsequently over the course of 10 years, yeah. C15 years, without getting a, a sequel for this F-Zero. And I love F-Zero, personally. Like, when I get my SNES Classic, that's the first thing I'm going to do is go through all the courses, Knight, King, Queen and you know <laughs> play through them all beat the game and then afterwards play the others but the fact that nintendo has not released an f-zero to this day breaks my heart get on it nintendo please yeah i mean that's um that's that's suffering a little bit similar as to what we talked about la- uh, last time we were doing this uh with axiom verge kind of being the uh, eShop answer to metroid um there was the uh fast neo right? fast, fast the racing name? neo yep yeah, yeah for the Wii U. Neo. 
And uh, I have the uh, the sequel or whatever they put out for the Switch. I have that on my Switch because it was uh, it was a pretty cheap game. It's not terrible, but it's not F Zero, and that's what it makes you want to play. Right. Um. You know, I, I I get through the first round of the race. Uh, <laughs> I get through the first lap, and it's like, why is this not F Zero? Right. You don't have your boost. You don't have that. You have a, char- a charismatic uh, announcer, but he's not he's not the same announcer. You know, and all right. You're your cars are just that they're cars. There's no character associated with it to give you that, that real, that real sense of immersion. Like, Oh, this guy is flamboyant and wild. I'm going to choose him. Oh, this guy's cool and collected. That's a very fast car for a cool and collected dude. There's, there's not the, the character that goes with your car. You're just, Oh, this car's from Japan. Oh, this car's from Germany. Oh, this one's from America. Like, okay there's there's no association with like the the driver and the player you you don't have that link between the two you know right and it it, it kind of bums me out you know um personally i feel like fast racing neo fast rmx are great games but they're not of zero at all in the slightest they're fast racing games in these futuristic looking cars but it's not f zero not at yeah. all yeah, you know, and what what's good about this is that there are a lot of titles uh, included in this list that are just amazing games for for the franchise that they belong to. You know, A Link to the Past is arguably one of the better Zelda games. Uh, I I know that I play that game once a year religiously, uh, and and Twilight Princess is really about the only other game that uh, I do that with. Super Metroid is probably one of the best Metroid games ever made. Castlevania Four. Super Castlevania. That is an amazing Castlevania game. I feel like that game really set the uh, the standard going forward for the uh, side-scrolling adventure Castlevania games that continued. Unlike Castlevania sixty four, <laughs> which which was a disaster. I mean, I've never played Castlevania. I'm gonna I'm gonna take that bullet right now and just tell you, I have never played a Castlevania game. Mm. I'm definitely looking into Castlevania for my Game Boy because I hear it's a very good game. I mean, I know you gush about it all the time. Metroid, Castlevania, and Zelda are your games. Like That was it, man. When I was a kid, those were the top games. Uh, you know, Castlevania and uh, Metroid. Uh, you know, I, I can remember being in elementary school and people getting so confused. Uh, yeah, I like playing Metroid. He's an awesome guy. And it's like, that's a girl. Oh, man. Samus is a woman. And it's like, I burst this bubble and they're like, well, you know, Zelda is, I mean, like, that's Link, that's a boy. You're getting them confused. Oh, boy. I mean. Yeah, I was that kid. <laughs> I, can't, I can't relate. I was I was in an educated era for video games, you know. <laughs> that's true. You had the internet at your fingertips in those days. Al Gore had not invented it for us at that point. That's right. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> personally, I started, let's see, I started playing video games when I was in first grade, so. That's right around the DS era, but I had a Game Boy for the next couple years until I could afford a DS. And I also had a GameCube up until I was in, like, fifth grade. And I still have my GameCube. Like, it, it's my love, but it needs an AC adapter right now, and I'm short on funds. But coming into a gaming scene that was completely different than what you experienced with NES Classic and the SNES Classic... Like, you have these memories tied to these systems that I don't. So for young people like me, it's definitely something to to see. Like, oh, wow, this is how it was. 
these are some damn great games mm -hmm. and I would have never experienced them on a modern day console except for if you're you're savvy and you go into the virtual console and you buy those games but with all the games that are digital right now you could definitely look at a SNES game and be like now nah, I'll skip on that and miss out on a wonderful game for example F-Zero I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw that one out again or Street Fighter 2 <laughs> or Punch-Out or any of these amazing titles because you can buy a better looking game and that tends to be a turnoff for people my age yeah you said something that that really uh, kind of hit home uh, i can remember the christmas uh, when we got our super nintendo uh, it was a split gift for my brother and i and that christmas we had got uh, zelda and we got f-zero and i can't remember I, I think i feel like super mario world was included in the system if it was not i know that we had that as well and we were, uh, my dad was working in Atlanta, um, so we came down to visit him, and he rented us a cabin, and I, I can also remember that snow had fallen, and those people in Georgia lost their minds. Oh, trust now, being me. from Michigan, uh, you know, that's nothing, but these people see like a flake, and they think the end is near. Well, I mean, living, I've lived in South Carolina and Florida, and I can tell you, when there is even a millimeter of snow on that ground school is canceled for the next three days. So yeah. I can only imagine what it's like a little bit more South, but going back to that point, it's, you know, it's the nostalgia factor and I'm really excited to kind of just chase some of those memories again, you know, playing some of these games for the first time, uh, as an adult, uh, on, on a little mini system that is a replica of the original is going to be very exciting. There's only one game on here that did, or there's not, this is the only title I feel that did not make the cut. And it's a sequel game that's actually, uh, the original's on here. I would have loved to have seen Donkey Kong Country 2 make this list. Oh and I think my god. The reason for that is because I feel like Donkey Kong Country 2 actually ended up being a little bit better of a game than Donkey Kong Country. Not that Donkey Kong Country is a bad game. It's a great game. It is one of the best. But 2 was awesome and it, it, i mean nintendo recognized it because they remade these games for the game boy advance i believe but yep. um i know that one of my favorite tracks of all time from video game history is in donkey kong country 2 and i just now realized that it's not on here which which breaks my heart a little bit but it's all right yeah i mean donkey yeah, kong the first one is donkey kong country is an amazing game donkey kong country 2 is definitely the Return of the Jedi of the series. And I'm going to go with that one because I definitely think Return of the Jedi is the best Star Wars movie, but that's just my my opinion. And not any of the prequels. Oh, no, not any of the prequels. Not any oh, of the sequels boy. either. Just episode six, best one, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's, it's a good one. I'm not completely arguing. I'm just, just wondering why, you know, Attack of the Clones isn't everyone's favorite. I mean... Whatever definitely some acting was a little off i personally prefer i did not like how they muted jar jar they like slowed his role from other prequel set titles that were much better but back well, to the subject of yeah intergalactic intergalactic warfare we definitely yeah. i'm definitely excited to see that new star fox 2 come out yeah for sure now what's what's interesting is that the big rumor is that in order to play star fox 2 you actually have to beat star fox 1 so it's an, an unlockable game so it doesn't sound like it's going to be ready to play right out the system 
I don't know if I'm on board with that, but I don't disagree with it because maybe they're not doing it in a way where they're doing like a tutorial at the beginning of the game where you needed to have played the first game to understand the controlling and whatnot. Because I know we're seeing a finished product, but what kind of a finished product are we getting? Are we getting just something that was clean up and ready for this? Or was it just, okay, well, here, put it on the system and it's good to go and now it's released. On Twitter, there was an image that was shared and it was of the production team celebrating. Yeah, they were celebrating together that, hey, our game is finally finished and published. Uh, I thought that was really cool. It was a pretty cute picture. And I mean... I don't know how I feel about that because personally, I suck at Star Fox. I've played Star Fox, not on the SNES, but on an emulator, but the one for the SNES. And I swear to God, that game is one of the most complex games to understand. And it's probably the fact that like this is on a screen that that was not designed for an SNES. Yep. So it's very, very clear graphics. And so I don't know if I'm missing the picture or whatnot, but it is hard as hell to tell what's going on. Well, and everything's polygons. Right. I mean... It's not sprites. Yeah. The the best, so far in my opinion, the best Star Fox game is Star Fox 64. You mean Star Fox Zero? <clears throat> what what game was that? Star Fox Zero? No, okay. That's, uh, that game is kind of like uh, Metroid Prime Federation Force. Kind of like Lord Voldemort. We just don't say those names nah, too man. often. I mean... It's definitely better than Federation Force because it's it's. Oh, of course, it's better than Federation Force. I mean, more or less uh, copy paste of sixty four, but picking up a brick and throwing it at a cop's windshield is a more fun game than Metroid Prime Federation Force. I don't know. My my opinions towards Federation Force are definitely like now that we have two Metroid games coming out, mm-hmm. maybe we can take a step back and be like, okay, this game was not that bad. It's just not Metroid like. It, and I feel like this game will definitely get a following now that there is Samus Returns and Metroid Prime 4 coming out. Mm-hmm. Just in a just a hunch, and we'll see if it's re- like if it comes to fruition later on. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> That's going to do it for this episode of Ready Gamer One. But before we sign off, the Hyrule Herald is going to have an awesome opportunity to win a Nintendo Switch, some amiibo some World of Nintendo collectibles, and more. We're going to do a charity fundraiser for Camp Sunshine. Camp Sunshine serves as a retreat for children with life-threatening illnesses and for their families. Shout out to Tom for bringing this organization to my attention. For more information, keep your eyes posted to the Hyrule Herald and Ready Gamer One, because we'll have more information and details coming soon. Brandon will join Boston and I next week. Congrats to Lucas and his new wife, Hello. We're so excited for you guys and your future. And until next time... I'm Ben Cornett, he's Boston McKibben, and we're Ready Gamer 1. Take care of each other out there. And just as a throwback to you guys on the Hyrule Herald and on my YouTube channel, you guys stay awesome stay cosmic. Thank you guys for watching, or listening in this case. Bam 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 b